Hi, Chuck. Homemade Grognard here. I liked your episode 25. Very well done. And you're right. They're two different games, 5e and the OSR. I think it's always going to be the latest edition and the OSR because they're just two different animals. And slimming down 5e to uh, play more like OSR is not a bad idea. Although cantrips are the one things, one of the things, practically the only thing that I would take from 5e because I like those cantrips even the damage and the healing ones. Because, for God's sake, the OSR, wizards and such, need all the help they can get. And what I like about the damage cantrips is the fact that it doesn't rely on it to hit. It relies on the target's save. And nine times out of ten, that target makes it save, at least in my experience. So, you know, it's that way. Anyway, keep up the good work. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Uh, thank you. That was the wonderful Mr. Old Man Grognard himself, Glenn Halstrom. Yeah, you're right, Glenn. Um, last night after we finished up playing Sharp Swords and Sinister Spells, we were talking in front of the, the friendly local game store like a bunch of thugs, and we started talking about 5e again. And I've noticed one thing. The most exciting campaign is always going to be the next one you're going to play. Because we're like, I'm like, you know, we're playing Call of Cthulhu now and Sharp Swords. We need to play 5e again. And like you said, 5e is 5e. OSR is OSR. I mean, I made this comparison way back when, I think in one of my first podcasts, is I could take Keep on the Borderlands and I could run it with OSR. I could run it with 5e. I could run it with Pathfinder. Heck, I could run it with uh, one of the D6 systems or GURPS or Savage Worlds. The exact same adventure, you know, with the conversions, but... Each time it's going to be a slightly different experience. And generally, all of them will be good ones. So thank you very much, Glenn. I've got notes to make some call-ins to you, too. So next up, we've got some more call-ins this week. Uh, all right. Hey, Chuck. This is Larry with Follow Me and Die. Thanks for your shout-out there at the end. Um, it's all this interaction and uh, mutual reinforcement that helps keep me going. I'm glad I could inspire you um keep going good job uh i have not run 5e yet but uh what you're talking about here is along the lines of things i'd change um i'm blanking on the one thing that i came up with an idea on how i'd handle things oh i know what it is death saves if you get knocked down you're not getting right back up with one hit point you're going to be stable with one hit point and you're going to be down for a while. That's one thing I would do differently. Anyway, uh, good episode, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. And that is why I generally use Audacity rather than trying to record straight on to Anchor, because, because I get tongue-tied because my brain is so uh, gets fried. What I was trying to say is the good thing about Anchor is that a lot of the folks that I may have seen their blogs and stuff or their products, or had brief conversations with in Facebook groups or on G+. With Anchor, with listening to voices, it makes them seem more like real people. And this is one of the cool things about Anchor, is having folks call in and be able to kind of uh, create more of a community and that's not 
you have to be here immediately sitting at your computer or on your phone, but you can do these longer voice messages that are more personal. And speaking of people like that, next up, we've got Tim Shorts from the Gothridge Manor, who I've got some of his manners from e-zines. I say zine, not zine, because it's a little magazine, not a little magazine, okay? But uh, Tim Shorts, who probably, if he hadn't said of Gothridge Manor, I wouldn't have put the two together. And I think I've been following Gothridge Manor now and then over the years, but he gave another call in too. Hey, Chuck, Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor. A few things here. I also suck at note-taking, hate it. Uh, I don't know why. I always seem to fail. I have every good intention, but we all know good intentions pave the road to hell. Other thing, uh, I like 5e. You can run an OSR stent to it, but uh, yeah, people who try to make it into a retro clone don't. Don't. It's not. It's not that. It's like trying to make a roller coaster and a merry-go-round. They're both rides. Just ride them for what they are. Don't worry about what they are. Enjoy them for what they are. And lastly, yeah, more episodes, great. Do two a week. I'd love that. Um, don't worry about the time. I hear a lot of guys talking about that. Like you said, it takes as long as it takes. Don't worry about it. We'll listen. So, all right, Chuck, take care, and uh, hopefully the dogs don't have to piss in the rain again. And thank you for calling in, Tim. Yes, the dogs had to go out pee in the rain again. Well, I'm in Texas, so it's been rainy here, but not rainy like it's been in other parts. Um, yeah, it's make the game, love the game for, love games for what they are. Don't try to make a game what it isn't. Don't, don't bend it too much so it's like unrecognizable or change it from what isn't. I know that's doesn't make sense the way I'm saying it, but hey, it's Friday night. I've got like half a dozen things on my mind and I'm going to try to entertain you while I'm sitting here. Um, but yes, thanks for calling in Tim. And by the way, Tim Shorts, Gothridge Manor has some Patreon. So go ahead and check it out and uh, maybe throw him some change. And I'm not saying that because he's paying me because I'm putting my money where my mouth is and he's throwing him a little bit of money every month. And he's got some really cool and handy PDFs that he releases to his patrons. All right. Up next, we've got the DM dad. Um, yeah, he's got some neat stuff to say, and I will have a full disclosure here. I played D&D as a kid, but as an adult, I've never really played with young kids, just teenagers. Hey, Chuck, this is Robert from DM Dad. Um, I'm a bit late phoning this in because it's actually um, about your episode about the uh, the dumb things that players um, said in, in your games. Um uh, one of the advantages of running RPGs for kids is that they don't do things like that, actually. Um, I don't know why you would expect kids to be just as stupid as adults, but somehow they're not. Um, they're concerned about their character's welfare, they pay attention to what you say, and they make uh, logical and reasonable suggestions and reactions. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask about was you mentioned you were going to pick up some of the like encounter cards and things like that from Frog God Games. I've had my eye on those for a while as well. Um, it'd be cool if you like when you get them, if you could maybe talk about them and you know just let us know if they're useful. Uh, Robert, thanks for calling in. Yes, I will do a review of that. Um, I'm always open to requests, especially when I, I get something that I think is kind of neat. And I suppose I should do that, but I'll probably do a cross of doing a review on here on the blog 
uh, on the podcast and also do a post on the blog at the time for everybody wants to read it. But yeah, there's a little history behind the, the, the cards and everything else. But yeah, so far they look so good. And I did notice there's a typo on one card because I don't think it's a dwarf mole. I think they meant dwarf male. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good thing. And I used the uh, coupon I got with the uh, 5e Humble Bundle Humble Bundle a few months ago, a couple months ago. I know it was all 5e stuff, but there's a lot of Frog God stuff and uh, Troll Lords game stuff that I, that I grabbed up, which... It's really easy to convert, and sometime I'll probably do a How I Convert Stuff episode. And like I said before, I, I played your bit that, yeah, I have played as a kid, but as an adult, I've never had to DM you know, children, preteen children, I'll say that way. I've had plenty of, of teenagers in my games, and I had people who are a bunch younger than me, and they do come up with some unique solutions and smarter, I don't know. I think kids, the, the younger ones, this is just my assumption, have much more investment and enjoyment in the story. And it's a little bit of that innocence of youth. And maybe they haven't all played a lot of video games and compare it to like just playing a video game. I don't know. That's just random thoughts completely without any fact or real experience. But really, thank you for calling in. And I am going to do that as a segment, a review of those cards in a, a segment on the next episode, which I'm going to record this weekend, which is actually going to be more stuff and not just call-ins. Hey Chuck, Eric Salswittle here. I've been uh, following you on the Sharp Swords and the Sinister Spells G+, now Old Skull Gaming. Um, and I see you have a podcast now. I'm just starting to add it to my rotation. Um, anyway, this is in response to your episode where you kind of talk about theater of the mind a little bit along with Katana Guy. Um, I used to be a super tactical, strategic game guy. I had to have a grid, need to have minis. But recently, I have definitely gone more of the theater of the mind route. I do like to have just a map, and we play online. So we just I just use a PDF and cut it up and copy-paste it and screen share it just so that we can keep you know, some semblance of spacing. Um, one of my characters likes to try to be all over the battlefield simultaneously. And I kind of got to be like, no, man, you, you're over here. You can't go punch the orc in the face right now. So anyway, good stuff, man. Look forward to hearing it. And I definitely have some thoughts on Katana Guy. I'll try to get him. And that was Eric Salzwiddle from the Omega 3D Chicken Coop. Yes, Eric, I listen to your podcast too. I just haven't called you and called you yet on yours. Once again, thanks for listening to the early episodes, and I have no problem with uh, late Collins on an episode. That's like one of the glories of Anchor. You can like bring up the old things that s people say, and generally I'll probably say some stupid stuff in the past and might not even remember that I said it. And later on, I may contradict myself in the future. I do that. I change. Life changes. Things change. Whatever. But thank you for calling, Eric. And I did notice this last night. Uh, we last night it was running uh, Sharp Swords and Sinister Spells, and um, we. I had my big bag of miniatures and dungeon tiles and dungeon terrain, and we didn't even break them out. We did the whole session theater of the mind, especially when um, the player characters were going through a town that had just gotten under a. Basically, the whole town was under a famine curse. They were run across these gangs of, they were calling them famine zombies, so I think I'm going to design the monsters and call them famine zombies. Basically, people who were 
supernaturally starved to the point of, well, near undeath of these very skinny, ravenous, disease-carrying, i.e. the disease, magical disease that causes the famine, zombie-like things. And they were fighting hordes of those. And it was a good bloody mess. And hey, theater of the mind works sometimes. It just depends on the game. I wouldn't want to try to do like, oh... The hero system with theater of the mind or something that's really, really tactical like that. Pathfinder. You could do it, but the rules are so written towards minis that it would be a problem. You can sort of do 5e, but sometimes it, it is fun to have those minis and move them around when, when you're in thing. And for online play, I haven't done enough to give a good opinion of it. I've done some, but not enough. I should do more. I should do a lot of things more. But thank you for calling in, Eric. And yes, like I said, I've listened to your podcast and listened to his podcast. Like I said, the name is the Omega 3D Chicken Coop. And oh yes, the cow is there because for some reason Anchor doesn't have a chicken transition yet. They really need to add some more like chicken and they really need crickets because I was looking for crickets and I have a good reason for crickets because I am having an OSR Anchor podcast show about Collins and I don't have a single Colin from Colin. Colin, man, please, did I make you mad? I hope not. I know, I know. There's a lot of us, and there's only so many hours in the day. I need to give you a call in, too. Anyway, that is it. It's Friday. It's the start of the weekend. So, hopefully you have some good gaming plans. And it's some rough weather out there, folks. Try to stay safe and dry. If you can't be dry, at least stay safe. All right. Have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. And thanks for listening. Please visit the blog at theymightbegazebos.blog. That's theymightbegazebos.blog. And the letter B, not B, spelled out. Or visit us on Facebook and just search for They Might Be Gazebos. Ask us questions and you might get an answer. If not, we'll just make up the questions and the answers. Remember, roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, and have fun. Intro music is Metal Mania by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 3.0 Attribution License. Please visit his website at incompetech.com. That's incompetech.com. Really, visit it. There's also downloadable graph paper and hex paper. Additional sound effects from freesound.org, used under Creative Commons 0.1.0 Universal License.